Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate Hanley, your host and the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person, which makes a great companion to this podcast. This week on the podcast is the New Year's Plan Jam. When I ran episodes on planning back in the fall, I got such an enthusiastic response to them that I wanted to revisit the topic. And since this is typically one of the quietest weeks of the year, it's a great time to take some space to make some plans, set some goals, do some good thinking about what we want from the year ahead. This week, I'm interviewing people with slightly different takes on planning and goal setting and asking them to share their New Year's planning process with us. I'm also sharing my own process that I'm using this year, and I hope that hearing these different approaches will inspire you to find your own mix. Today, I'm interviewing planning expert Sarah Hart Unger, host of the Best Laid Plans podcast. Sarah is a self-described compulsive list maker and life planner, and her planning prowess has been honed through experience. In addition to hosting Best Laid Plans, Sarah is also the co-host of the Best of Both Worlds podcast with Laura Vanderkam. She's a pediatric endocrinologist, so kind of an important job. (laughs) She's got three kids, she blogs daily, and she's a devoted runner. And if all of that is sounding vaguely familiar to you, that's because this is Sarah's second visit to How to Be a Better Person, and I am so excited to have her back. Sarah, hi. Hi, thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited. I know, this is cool. You're like a um, a recurring guest star. <laughs> yes, yes. I could be a permanent fixture along all planning seasons. <laughs> totally, totally. You are my go-to expert for sure. So I want to know, as a planning expert, how do you feel about this time of year? I absolutely love this time of year. <laughs> so those of you who heard my me on the episode prior, I talked about how I like to divide the year into five parts. And I won't go into all the details about that, but we are currently in what I call reflection season. It's really celebration and reflection season. And that's all of November and December. And part of reflection season is taking stock and really taking time and energy in a peaceful way and thinking about what went well this year, what we want to carry forward and what we want to do in the year to come. So I just love this time of year. Mm, Oh, yeah. I want to remind people that I will put a link to Sarah's first interview in the episode notes. So the notes that show up right in your podcast app, if you want to go back and listen to Sarah's approach to dividing the year into quintiles instead of quarters, which I found fascinating and reflection season. I love that. Wow, that is such a good reframe for me because I can get kind of overwhelmed with the whole holiday thing, you know, (laughs) 
And I think it's important to point out that planning is more deeply informed maybe when you look back first and appreciate what's happening now. So that's very cool. How did you come up, you know, can you explain your thinking process and calling it reflection season a little bit? Yeah, well, I do feel like every season has their own natural kind of flavor to it. And I have always been a New Year's resolution kind of person, but not only do I like to create lists of things I want to think about in the new year, but I tend to get started quite early and it tends to hit me around Thanksgiving or November Mm. where I just start, I don't know, it's like a natural, it's the end of the calendar, it's closure. And with closure comes an opening. If we're lucky to be entering the next year of our lives, then it just feels like a natural time to just really take time to think about what we want to do with these precious days ahead. Should we be lucky enough to get another 365 of them the coming year? Yeah, I love that. Can you give us a peek into your own New Year's planning practice? Like, what do you yes. aim? So, yeah, tell me. I want, I want to hear. <laughs> there are a number of things that I like to do. Now, first of all, I'll say that since I have delved further into podcasting, I have kind of messed up my own process a little bit because <laughs> I often have to do it for a deadline because Laura Vanderkam and I have an annual goals episode where we we actually do a year in review where we discuss how we did on the prior year's goals. And then we do an episode talking about our goals for the year after. So I do feel like that deadline has taken a little bit of maybe the peaceful magic away, but I guess that's just kind of part of living your life a little bit more in the public sphere. But in years past, Yeah, I love to sit there with my new planner. I will often just make a whole ritual out of filling it out in terms of, you know, planning when I might want to take trips and where are the kind of the big rocks for me career-wise, like maybe a conference that I want to present at or some sort of milestone goal that I want to reach with one of my kids, or perhaps this is going to be the year my kids are big enough to take a family ski trip, things like that. Mm. So I will literally sit there with my entire next year's planner, which I've usually ordered well in advance and brainstorm how the layout of the year is going to look. I usually take the kids' school calendar so I really understand the landscape of what's ahead, but I also just spend time just kind of writing some raw lists and thoughts out in terms of of what would get me really, really excited to do in the coming year. And I'll often do that over the course of maybe a half day that I've taken off, or if I'm really, really lucky, I've actually done it as a planning retreat with my husband, I believe in November of 20. 21. We did do this. We took a little two-night trip together and we planned our entire year and I really got to think through everything I wanted to to do in the coming year. I didn't get to do that this year quite the same way, but I did use a lot of flexible time to sit there with pen and paper and my physical calendar and just really think about what I want to do and then I turn them into podcast scripts because <laughs> that's my <laughs> life right now. I love that. I mean, first of all, I completely identify with uh, the content that you put out into the world, holding you accountable on the things that you are sharing about. So that just made me laugh a little bit that you were like, well, I actually have to do my goal setting as part of my podcasting now. But that's good because we have to, what's the phrase? Our mess is our message kind of a thing. So (laughs) I loved hearing about how you have to do your planning now on a deadline. It's like your planning has plans. (laughs) I do plan my planning, though. I actually think that is is an important point. Planning takes time. Mm -hmm. It takes mental energy. And I think that's something people forget. 
forget that if they don't actually think about when are they going to plan that next day, when are they going to figure out you know what's going on in the coming week or season, if they don't actually set aside time to do that planning, it's probably not going to happen. And then you're going to kind of find yourself in the mess kind of reaching out like, oh my God, I wish I had a plan. So I think what you said actually has value there, which is that now would be a wonderful time to think about, is there an afternoon or maybe even luxurious, a full day that you could just block off towards the end of the year or the beginning of the next year? It doesn't have to be done in December. There's certainly no rule about that where you could really devote this time and give yourself this space to think through intentionally what you want in the coming months. Such an important point. And the planning retreat with your husband, that is genius. That is going to go on one of my wish lists for the new year because it's one thing to kind of make plans in your own head, right? And to take your family members' desires and schedules into account. I love that you get out the kids' school calendar, for example, so that you're kind of aware of the the tent poles and when what's coming up. But you know, if you can have someone's buy-in or have that collaboration to make those plans, then when it comes time for them, it's just going to be that much more natural and seamless for them to actually happen. That's such a good idea. I Maybe we could do an episode on that in the future. <laughs> yes. And believe it or not, I thought the retreat was so much fun. I'm actually trying to put together like a professional type retreat for 2023 in the fall. So we'll see if that pans out because I want to help other people to actually block off that time. And I think to some extent, it won't happen unless it's an actual specific item or thing on the calendar that you've kind of invested into. So, Oh, I 100% agree. <laughs> Keep me posted. That sounds like something that would really be helpful for me. I want to unpack a little bit what you said when you shared your New Year's planning practice before we start talking brass tacks, which we'll do after the break. But you mentioned that you make some raw lists, like lists, plural. And I'm curious, what are those lists? Like what? what's the headline on those? Well, first, I do like to go through my prior list from the year before where I've kind of mapped out my goals. I do tend to subdivide my annual goals into categories. So one of them is work, which usually refers to my clinical work. One of them is called blog or pod, which refers to kind of like the creative work I do. One is in relationships and that's everything with my family. And then one is self. So those are kind of the, the framework I use to divide things up. So it doesn't just feel like one mishmash. So I'm working on all those different areas. And I do a lot of brainstorming and then editing. So I would rather sit there and put more items on my annual goals list and then decide, okay, is this realistic? Do I really want to do that? So I think it's important to give yourself the time and the space to just brainstorm, mm -hmm. put things on that are more dreams than goals, and then go through, look at your calendar, think about your energy, think if it's a year when you have you know, a baby due or right. are moving or something like that and figure out what actually might be feasible in the timeframe. But those are kind of the four quadrants that I use when I'm creating my annual goals list. Now, when I say I have multiple lists is because I think I talked a little bit on the last one. I do something that I call nested goals, which is for any frame of life, whether it's a day, week, month, or season, quintile in my case, I do tend to pull a smaller list from the level above it to kind of figure out what my focus is for that time frame. So for example, when I made my list for today, I looked at the list I made for the week. And when I made my list for the week, I looked at the list I made for December. And when I made my list for December, I looked at my quintiles list. And finally, when I'm making my quintiles list, I'm looking at my annual list. So that's why there are multiple lists. I call it nested goals. It sounds much more complicated than it is because the calendar just serves as your guide 
And you know, if you miss one, there's also no, no penalty. Perhaps maybe I'll go a quintile without making lists for each month. But honestly, most of us do have some time each week where we have to figure out what the priorities are. And I certainly advocate for most people spending some time each day to do something similar. So that's where I kind of have multiple levels of lists going on. Oh, that is so cool. Okay, great. Thank you for sharing that with us. I think that the nested goal concept is new to me, but it really sounds like you're just kind of maybe you mentioned you used the word rocks when you were talking about your planning process. So I'm assuming those are more like maybe yearly goals or tell me what you I think of. Yeah. I think of rocks as like, you know, big, immutable priorities that you kind of might have to plan other things around. Like I mentioned, if you have one very specific thing for work that, you know, you're expected to do, or like I mentioned, if this is a year that you are having your a child or your child is getting married, you know, like these mm-hmm. really, really big things that can often inform we sort of have to plan around those things. Got so it. I do think it's it's important. And and I think at every level, I usually say, look at the list beyond it, but also look at your calendar in terms of what's actually scheduled and look at your energy and frame of mind. So it's really you're integrating those three things when you are committing to any one list for a time frame. Okay, great. I love that. And just one follow-up question, and then I really do have to take a break. When you say, look at your energy... How are you doing that in the future? Are you like making a best guess about how your energy is going to be? Or tell me more a little bit about that. I think it's a guess. I think it's a seasonality and it's a guess. And maybe it has to do a little bit with the weather. So maybe you live in a cold environment and you know that during the months of January and February and March, you're just going to want to do more quiet activities. Mm -hmm. You're going to want to tackle those knitting projects and the photo organization and just, you know, that's you. Or maybe you live in South Florida like I do. And February, January is like when we should make all of our social plans because they're not going to get ruined by monsoons and hurricanes like they (laughs) will during the summer. I think just kind of like what's going on around you. Or maybe you're going through a really tough time. Maybe you are, you know, having issues with anxiety or depression and you know that you need to address those things before moving forward with others. That's a certain kind of energy. And that would hopefully inform your list because probably the first priority in those scenarios is going to be taking care of yourself and figure out what do you need and how you can get the help you need. So I think all different things around us and within us can inform our energy. But I do think it is a little bit of a guess. Got it. But of course, as you get into a narrower and narrower horizon, you know, right? Mm. On a given day, you generally know what your energy is that day. For a season, you're kind of guessing more, more generally and more broadly. Got it. No, I love it though. It's so important to bring that aspect into your, into your goal setting because you're, you're going to have to put your energy into making those goals happen. So (laughs) really important to factor it in. Okay. Now I really do need to take a break, but stay tuned because we're going to talk brass tacks as soon as we get back. We're talking what planners, what pens, what paper, all that juicy stuff. So stick around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back. So, Sarah, I want you to spill some details for everybody out there who's wondering what planner to get or who's just like into 
so much fun, right? To go buy the stuff. It's almost like going back to school. What tools do you use in your planning process? I use a lot of tools, but I also want to caution people that when they hear how many tools I use, it does not mean they have to use that many tools. If you enjoy using multiple tools, then by all means, go for it. But there are definitely different ways to plan, and some people prefer to be more digital, and some people prefer to be more paper. Last year, I tried keeping my annual list in Todoist, and honestly, I just didn't find it all that satisfying, <laughs> even though it was fairly convenient. So this year, for my kind of nested goals list, I plan on using an Erin Condren monthly journal. This is a great product. Their Erin Condren paper is always luscious and amazing, and it has tab sections for each month with about five sheets of blank paper for each month, plus a bunch of blanks at the end. So it's a perfect open-ended tool for that. And then for my everyday planning, I am sticking with my Hobonichi system. I use a Hobonichi A5 Techo Cousin. That's a Japanese brand of planner that has daily, monthly, and weekly pages all in one. And that's kind of my hard landscape calendar, really where like I set my priorities for each day and week and keep my schedule. But kind of the goals lists are going to go more in that Erin Condren journal. And then there's some other accessory things. I actually have an episode of Best Laid Plans coming out. I believe it'll be the December 12th or 19th episode called My 2023 Planner Stack. So if you want like a full overview <laughs> of everything I plan to use in terms of physical stuff in 2023, you can find it there. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And then what are you using? Are you, do you start off in pencil and then move to pen? Do you start in pen? Break that down. I'm always pen. I'm a left-hander, so I smudge pencil like crazy, and I can't stand when I would mm. get like all the pencil on the side of my hand. You know, I cross things off. I, I, write, I plan very neatly. I kind of naturally write neatly, especially when I'm in the planning mindset, mm -hmm. but I don't mind crossing things off or writing arrows because we have to accept that in life, right? Sometimes if I'm really not sure about an event, I'll use a small sticky note um, if something's truly tentative because then if it doesn't happen, I can just rip it off. But I often use Uniball Jetstream pens because they're very non-smudgy and they write on all different types of paper very well. And my favorite highlighters are kind of a boring choice because I feel like everyone uses them nowadays, but the Zebra Mild Liners. And I have about probably 30 or more colors of them and I love them. That is so fun. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for breaking down all the details and all the thought and all the factors that you consider when you're doing your New Year's planning. For people who want to connect more with you, where can they find you? Yeah, so my website is theshoebox.com, T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com. And that actually has links to the podcast that I have, Best of Both Worlds and Best Laid Plans. And you can find everything there. I'm not on social media. So yeah, my blog is the best place to find me. And you can email me through that channel as well. Okay, fantastic. Well, thank you so much. And um, have fun with your planning and happy new year. Thank you. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley. Don't forget the W. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. 
I look forward to connecting with you.